Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, your comedian and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. I need them to say my name at least one more time in the opening of the show. I mean, we could arrange that. You know what I mean? Just maybe just repeat it. You know, <laughs> think, exactly. Think of it. <laughs> Thanks. It's sort of the audio equivalent of Dan Bongino's background on his show. If you've ever seen it, it looks <laughs> like um, it. It looks like if uh, if chicken pox, uh, if logos were distributed with chicken pox, that's what it would be. That's that. If, if you look at Dan Punkino's show, that it's uh, horrible. he's right up there with Mancow uh, and uh, and his sort of Ayatollah Saddam Hussein design style. You know what I mean? Just okay. plaster everything, and maybe eventually people will think you're worth paying attention to. And why did why why Johnny changed his background on Skype <laughs> to a Christmas sweater? I who can say? <laughs> I didn't even know um, it was a thing. Me. Oh yeah, of course it is. There you go. Now, now you live in. A, now you have a tech startup firm. There's all yeah. sorts of fun happening, as always, at infotainmentwars.com, and of course at uh, at flank. Uh, which is how you get to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Sparks, where you can become a member and support the show using your Amazon Prime account because it's free for you if you do that. And it doesn't cost you a dime, but it helps the show, and it's cool if you do that. It's a helpful thing. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, um, it's uh, it's been a crazy week, needless to say. Um, very, very disappointing week for Republicans overall um, because I don't know if you've heard this johnny but the job numbers came out and they were really good yeah and the unemployment uh, went down yeah it's uh it's it's got to be rough for them right now because uh you know even though they're rooting against all the american teams in the olympics because three or four of the players aren't sufficiently nationalistic for them um they you know they kind of root against all of them it's funny how like a couple of the soccer players make them angry, and the occasional—I don't know who the other ones were—that were that they have a grudge against. But that's enough for them to write off everybody in track and field, like the Abu Javelin. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. it's the weirdest thing. Like if you—if everybody's not on the team, nobody's on the team. It's sort of like the United States of Koresh with these folks, and um, and it it definitely applies to. Um, the, you know, the job numbers right now. Um, this is a, by all measure, um, excellent uh, job uh, like report from uh, July. Uh, non-farm payrolls, which is always a fun part of this, is the the non-farm. They separate the farm payrolls because there aren't those yes, like perpetually subsidized or subsidized. Uh, Yes, and also uh, they rotate a lot of migrant workers mm. that are non-citizens. And so right. a lot of those folks come across the border, work for a little while, and then go home. And they don't want to count those folks um, as part of, you know, the you know because obviously they're not going to vote in a district and that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of it's, – it's seasonal workers. It's effectively – Right, and like, it's totally legal, by the way. I work in payroll, and a lot of my clients, um, they, said they come in and they, um, they pay income tax, but they don't pay into Social Security and Medicare. Right. Yes, and that's – and that may, it makes sense because they're yeah. not – they're contributing either in their own countries or they have some exactly. equivalent there or they're making significantly more – coming across the border and working than they would at home and it translates whatever that's mm-hmm. that, that's neither here nor there but the point is is that the you got a bunch of these folks um you know who the right wing makes a living off of vilifying and demonizing and and saying that the their very existence means open borders because let's be abundantly clear while we're on this subject that um, Hillary Clinton and other uh, and other Democrats and other Republicans and people just an- anybody on these border states with a lot of ag business around them have always recognized the need for migrant workers to come over 
and work on farms and then go home. And so they needed some sort of system in place that separates them from people who are crossing the border um, without, you know, the, the legal right to do so. And, you know, be it card check or something else, there's this. Um, like it, like e-verify where they, you know, where you can do that on a regular yeah. basis and you can do it every day. So you don't have to come over, stay for three months and then pack up and go home. And it's this weird kind of vacillation. You, they know, and you know that, uh, you don't live here and you work, but you work here cause it's right there. It's, you know, uh, a mile and a half from where you live in your country, you go to another country and work and then you come home again. And I can that, see Russia from my house. That's right. That's, it's the equivalent. It's like Sarah Palin, um, you know, working summers in Russia when she was in high school. You know what I mean? She used to canoe over She's a candy there. striper out there. That Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, until the, you know, until they, until I guess the non-Navalny's uh, of the world stopped dropping, you know, stopped dropping off or started. We call them non-Navalny's. Yeah, we do. Um, it's it's harder to say in Russian, but the, the <laughs> idea of going, we need a system in place that would be part of, say, comprehensive immigration reform, which is a bill that's been sitting for a long time. It's got bipartisan support that would actually solve a lot of these issues. Um, hmm. But if you solve that issue, you can't demonize those workers as if they are illegally here. That's the that's the problem. That's always been the Gordian knot of Republicans dealing with immigration, you know, comprehensive immigration reform is that if they we start allowing for a system where people can come over, work and go home and they there's a system in place where it's, you know, well refined, technologically advanced and and functional. And these folks come over and they work and they go home and they don't cause trouble and they're lovely people. And then it's really hard to go eek the Mexicans are coming every four years or every two years. It's the same with demonizing social programs that you you um, just go against during every election cycle. And then when they work because you you lost people and you help. take credit for it. Right. Well, I mean, it, that is where we are currently with the infrastructure bill. There's a bipartisan yep. infrastructure bill uh, that... Um, as soon as those bridges start getting repaired, who's going to say, you're welcome? That's right. Yeah, that's the old, you know, um, it, it's the uh, the Republicans' desire to play Santa Claus all the time, but never follow through with any of it, which is kind of the... like The, the, the only Santa Claus part that they follow through with is, is largely tax cuts for a specific group of, you know, a specific portion of society. But when it comes to stuff that actually benefits the country as a whole, um, they, they'll talk a big game but never move on it. I mean, uh, you know, even, even Trump's wall, which is one of his biggest promises made, promises kept, um, was not paid for by Mexico and was such a flawed and functionless concept that apparently – the second he leaves office, it, the walls stop working. Apparently, this huge influx, we were almost I done. A month, a month, a month. Yes, I knew it. If all we needed was a month, and the wall would have been working, and then we just forgot to paint it. We forgot to paint uh, the wall. That's what he's complaining about. The, if they had painted it black... That would have solved our immigration flux right now. Sorry. Yes, right. You must paint it black. Um, the job numbers, 943,000 jobs added, non, non-farm payroll jobs. Um, uh, overall unemployment drops by uh, three-tenths of a percent, 5.4% right now, which is kind of, I mean, think back to unemployment numbers in the past. That one sounds pretty sweet compared to a lot of the time I've been alive even still. And the the drop from 5.7 to 5.4 is almost entirely in the black and Latino community as they dropped an entire point. Uh, in black unemployment, unemployment dropped an entire point in the last month, which is extraordinary in 30 days. And again, goes to that whole idea that if you let these programs get in place... They work. If you, mm, if you percentage yeah. Well, I mean, they don't work if you're a campaigning Republican. Touche. Oh, right. <laughs> Johnny Million, yes. Touche. 
Yes, if they 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 really don't the social programs don't work if you are a Republican trying to stay in office running against social programs because right. um, they do act as a springboard. They don't act as an anchor. You are they are not you know the new slavery, the new you know make like government your god, government your master, government your dad, whatever that that whole argument that's been around. In, in you know in Republican circles for a very long time, doesn't doesn't work out that way. It really doesn't. Overall, people who are helped by these programs in mass a- end up benefiting from them. And I mean, Paul Ryan going to college on the SSI that he got when his father passed away, and then getting in office and trying to pull the ladder up after him once he was yeah. in the lifeboat. Um, is a is a great. He hates the nanny state because he got his right. fu. That's right. That's right. His he he's his nanny was great to him or whatever. But that's the rarity. He's Most good now. Time for him. You know what I mean. He's got the strength and the moral fortitude and the intellect to be able to deal with that. So he doesn't rely on his nanny forever. Even though he went on to uh, take that money, get an education. Get a government job, and mm. then get stay in long enough to get a permanent pension from that government job. Mm. Um, but yeah, but enough about that. So uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, um, th- I mean, a lot has uh, has uh, been jostling this week. Not the least of which is uh, our dear friend Mike Lindell's. Next week is the Cyber Symposium that we are. Uh, I mean. I'm going to Wednesday. I'm going to be covering as much of it as I possibly can, um, and that's saying a lot. It's as much as I can stomach, anyways. But uh, 72 hours straight, apparently, of this nonsense, um, which will result in nothing, just like the Arizona audit, and will just lead to a bunch of angry fools. And I would like to say, when we come back, why I think it's very important to ridicule and dismiss. I will, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you my political theory on the return. Who doesn't love hanging out in loungewear? Uh, we're all fans of the loungewear. And it used to be code for hideously ugly sweatpants. Even your pets used to make fun of those. That's a thing of the past, though, with Cozy Earth, the people known for creating luxuriously soft, cool sheets made of bamboo, have done it again, this time with loungewear. And they're taking it to a whole new level with their comfy, super soft selections and gorgeous styles and colors. From wonderful pajama sets, leggings, and tees, every item is sourced from earth-friendly viscose from bamboo for enhanced breathability and temperature regulation. You'll find something you can't lounge without at Cozy Earth. See why Oprah described Cozy Earth's pajamas as the softest ever in O Magazine. Best of all, go to CozyEarth.com right now. Enter the promo code Stephanie35 and save 35% on their loungewear and bedding. That's CozyEarth.com, promo code Stephanie35. CozyEarth.com. I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm going to have to jump on uh, GarageBand and start sawing something together. This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Thank you. Did you mean something like this? This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. The house Parks radio program. Mega worldwide. Yeah, it's going to be good. Like going into these sort of uh, uh, like Matrix club scene music uh, out of. <laughs> I think we're on now. I think it's a good. Yeah, I, I, well, we're definitely on. Yeah, yeah, we're live. I'm pretty sure. John, blah, during blah. the break, Johnny and I were uh, ruminating, as it were, about um, the fact that there are a lot of people in the news right now, especially because of the spike in the Delta variant throughout the red states. Uh, multiple stories of these regret moments these you know and and i was making an analogy to uh your these stories about instagram models or you know tiktok stars that fall off of cliffs taking selfies and die and are found a day later when they haven't posted 
And that moment that they have when you lean a little too far back on a ravine trying to take a selfie of your, you know, yourself in a bald eagle or whatever, and you, you go, oops, and you realize you're going to die in that moment. Mm. And that a lot of these folks who are anti-vaxxers or, you know, this weird mix, and we were talking about this, Johnny, this, this odd mix of it's fake it was a hoax. It's no big deal. It was. It's just like the flu. Most people don't have a problem. Kids are immune. Yada yada. Mixed with uh, the Chinese created it in a lab to attack right. us, and uh, Trump let it in, but uh, so we could kill it, I guess. Um, and then, but but also. It's uh, it's just mind control by the U.S. government mm. to force us all to wear masks to get us used to wearing a leash, I guess, is the idea, so that we're more easily controlled in the future. Which, by the way, is working out great. Yeah. I, I mean, if 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 uh, if there was some part of MK Ultra where somebody filed a report and said, all you got to do is this. We need a little uh, something a little worse than the flu. Uh, you know, just tell them, you know, and then half the public will jump one direction and the other half will jump the other way and lose their minds. And uh, that eventually everybody will come around and then they'll all get into the shoot like rodeo uh, bulls and you can do whatever you want. Um, that that person should be fired from MK Ultra. I just don't think they, they did. Polio you know. schmolio. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Who, who, smallpox. Um, so, so this overall, you've got a lot of these folks who are, you know, we're seeing a bunch of these stories. Now, those are the stories that that make it to the surface. These are the people, by the way, who have family members who were saying, I told you so to their relative, yeah. who was the, you know, that uncle at that we all joked about at Thanksgiving, the, the Trump uncle that everybody had. Those are the people that are dying. They're dying. Those now. are the very people that are getting sick and dying and their family members who are who rolled their eyes but let it go and said we love you anyways because you're a relative but you know you're kind of a jerk um those are the ones who are being interviewed right now going yeah no we're all vaccinated and we're encouraging everybody else to get vaccinated and we you know we didn't want him to die but there was no yeah and in one case this this one guy's wife was not allowed to get vaccinated until he died and then she was like you know what i'm gonna go ahead and get that vaccine now like he forbade her by him yeah yeah he forbade her wow because you know um yeah because that's that's how family structures work of course right um because well, what's because wrong in the patriarchy? Having children, and he just he didn't want them to be magnetic. Yeah. Because nothing's more annoying than like uh, you know where are my keys and they're stuck to Junior's head. You know what I mean? And you gotta you can't you like lean closer to the dashboard. I can't start the car with your forehead all the way over there. I sincerely want to be magnetic. I don't care who knows it. I drop so many little screws. Oh my gosh! Yeah. If I could hold a screw. With the tip of my finger, just to put the little like the the nut cover back on top yeah. of my so guitar. So you have to pinch it. You just yeah, yeah. You just stick to the end. You're right. Uh, Local. Just just even if it just stuck to my shoulder, at least I could just lean my shoulder up against whatever yeah. I was trying to screw into the wall. I mean, this is all oh, right. The picture hanging. Imagine that, that just hanging that pictures. Time. Yes, it, it would make it would make <laughs> it would make uh, getting. Um, Canadian change out of a, uh, a, a storm drain so much easier. It's so weird that that stuff and, is magnetic. But it would also ruin a lot of close-up magic for people. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't dis- that coin didn't disappear. It stuck to your forehead, right? So, and then also nobody would believe in the force anymore because that's all magnets. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so as as we look at you know the change that is coming and the and by the way we are now at the point it took an ex, it took a month longer than uh the biden administration wanted but we 70 uh, of americans who can get the vaccine have gotten at least the first dose which means in about another week and a half 
the other, you know, the rest of them will have gotten their second dose. So we will have achieved a, you know, a a broad range of herd immunity, um, at least against hospitalization and death through vaccination in this country by the end of August, which is also when the Biden administration will have us completely out of Afghanistan, if we're not already, by the way. Um, it, it may just be a formality that we're looking at at the end of August. Also, jobs numbers looking great. Uh, housing market is solid. Uh, uh, inflation, though it is uh, not, quote unquote, keeping pace with wages, wages are on the rise. And the inflation that we're seeing is uh, temporary. It is based largely, as m- most, if not all, economic uh, e- economists will tell you, is based largely on supply chain issues caused by COVID, as was the lumber issue, as was most anything there's a shortage of. And there there is a lagging one that is caused by the amount of production, material production done in China that is in the process of being moved out of China. Because not only is COVID one of the reasons why a lot of companies are moving out of China to places like Taiwan and Thailand and Vietnam and Cambodia and other places like that, and you know, so that they don't have to move their entire factory across the entire globe. Although many are, they're going to uh, the Czech Republic or they're going to uh, you know uh, Slovakia, like that kind of region. Um, Tucker Carlson's favorite place, Hungary. A lot of people are moving there. Uh, Poland. They're moving there for the low, uh, like the, the low wage workers. Um, it's not as low as they were getting in China, but the upside of not costing the entire global economy trillions of dollars and millions of lives um, has made a lot of these companies feel like they should move out and go to these other countries. And in that transition, as they move out of China, there's going to be a delay in production on stuff that mm-hmm. you know, cheap goods that people were counting on getting for a very long time. This will affect the Walmarts of the world. This will affect the Targets of the world. Um, and this is a, you know, a, a regular, like it is, it is a natural response to the COVID crisis. It was such an extraordinary moment, and it was largely, it largely occurred because uh, the Chinese government could not be trusted to tell the truth about this threat as it emerged. And going forward, if you're a business person, that's something that's going to concern you because it's not localized to just, you know, whether someone in a lab in Wuhan is selling uh, the livestock that they use to test things on and, you know, for a little extra side cash in a wet market nearby, right? Or whatever the, the, the precise jumping reason, or even bringing that kind of livestock you know, animals, wild animals from a, a northern, uh, like, highly forested, uh, uh, I don't even know what the, the it's not quite a, an Amazon-like forest area, but it's more dense forestry in that area, bringing it down to a wet market where people will buy it in another portion of the country where they- I keep getting hung up on the term wet market. <laughs> it's so rough. Quit it. Yeah. Um, so the, it is, yeah, it's a tough one. But um, while that's, you know, while that business transition is happening, that's going to have an effect on the economy. It's just naturally going to occur that way. And and a lot of the cheap stuff, which, by the way, the, the, the people who buy the cheap stuff and sell it for a living are going to have less money to spend. And so that's going to they're going to have to raise the price of other stuff that is that you'd get locally or you get from somewhere that mm-hmm. isn't there to compensate for that lack of money. Arboreal. Thank you, Driftglass. I, I don't know why. But in, in loving the movie Flash Gordon as much as I want, uh, as much as I do, I, I, I don't know why I was hunting for that word. Um, but you have a, a situation where and we got to take another break and I never even got to my why it's important to mock and deride people. <laughs> Right after we that, will. I promise. We will get back but, to mocking. But this is this is going to affect the you know the supply chain issues are going to affect things going forward for the next you know uh, eight months to a year. Um, not to the extent that it is currently. It's going to start to taper, especially as we get towards Christmas. Um, and and the Biden administration knows this, and which is why they are sort of emotionally coasting while they are dealing with a lot of these issues for real. 
They are not panicking. Um, so we'll we'll be back right after this. It's the Housewatch Radio program, Mega Worldwide, on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. It's time! It's time! Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Hell's Barks. You want to get sued? Um, so yeah, Hell Sparks is back, y'all. I love him! Now let's get back to the Hell Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Did you trap uh, those guys, like, inside a coffee can? <laughs> yes, they are. Live from a coffee can on, uh-huh. a, on a shelf, yeah, um, on the on uh, the south side, um, down there. Uh, listen. Hey, listen. The, and uh, another thing. So we've been hearing a lot about Marjorie Taylor Greene and her um, this you know this week especially. And this is not the first time, by the way. I don't know why anybody's acting like this. The first time she suggested a quote unquote Second Amendment solution for people knocking on your door, suggesting that you get a vaccine. Because that's let's she understand this what again? this is about. Yeah. And okay. I mean, it's it's she basically these are now her applause lines. So of course she's going to repeat this stuff. Um, and in many ways, I think she thinks it sounds brash and bold and strong and tough and all and Republican bumper sticker words. But she doesn't actually think anybody's going to take her up on it. So she can. It's kind of like the Sarah Palin uh, targets. You know, you can put yeah. a bullseye on something because it's you know. It, it sound, it's macho, you know. It's uh, it's culturally appropriating hype, uh, toxic masculinity. Let's just call it that. Uh. So you think it's it's just something you show, and you go like, look how tough we are, and we don't care, and I give zero f's, and I'm you know, you know, and nobody can stop me, and free speech, and whatever. And until some, you know, the time which one somebody actually shoots someone who goes to their door and says, hey, have you gotten vaccinated? Um, they can, which she thinks never will happen. By the way, um, she's she feels free to say that because it works for her brand. It it helps her look like she's a rebel, and and uh, and the issue that you know most of us have with it is there's absolutely people out there who would take this as you know the QAnons of the world who think this is the end times, who follow you know Mike Lindell and and Mike. Flynn and all these folks and think that this is, you know, that these folks who are showing up at their door are not their fellow Americans who have volunteered or taken a, you know, a job at $21 an hour that they're lucky to get in their area, going door to door and seeing if people have been vaccinated. And if they'd like to, here's some free information. No, that, that these people would shoot those folks for handing them a pamphlet and suggesting because Remember, the Republicans always have a problem with the concept of consent. When you ask them to do something or suggest it or make fun of them for not doing it, you are, quote, shoving it down their throat. Right. This is the this is the we hear this all the time from the right wing. But if they attempt to shove something down your throat, um, you wanted it anyways. Right. This is the, uh, you know, the and it's concept free of consent. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's free speech in their beliefs. This is, um, and so there's a lot of folks who are recognizing that there is a true danger that there are lunatics out there, and people are going, well, you want to mock uh, Gates and Green as they go around the country saying these kind of things, or Trump from his, uh, um, you know, from Mar-a-Lago, from the you know uh, the Winter What House, uh, sending out these kind of messages and trying to you know that can. That can weaponize lunacy, right? Mm-hmm. That's the fear that these that um, they think it's just hyperbole, but it could result in real world danger. See January sixth, right? Now, that is absolutely a concern when Donald Trump is president, or if Marge Green or Matt Gates were actually, say, Speaker of the House or in control of any particular thing. Or well, Trump's going to be president in like a week, right? Uh, no, no, no. It, that was that's been pushed. I don't know if you know that. Oh. Um, 
Uh, yeah, the Arizona report isn't going to come out for sometime in the next two months or the next 15 months. Okay. Is the, is the trajectory, yeah, is the tra- trajectory for the uh, Arizona recount paperwork. And then Mike Lindell's thing is next weekend. So that would be kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. If All right, I, had, I was going to rent some things. I'm going to have to make some calls. Yeah, it's. I, I would. I would put a pin in it for the time yeah. being. But the okay. idea is that um, you know these folks can be genuinely dangerous. So mocking, we mock them at their at our peril. And I would say the exact opposite. I think the more serious we take them, and the more serious we take their utterances, the more other people take their utterances seriously, and the yeah. more we mock them and deride them as ridiculous without any sense of merit. It undermines everybody else who would support them, even if they want to go. But that she's really telling the truth, or whatever. Um, the the louder and more openly and more uh, freely we are laughing, the harder it is for them to take that person seriously. I'm, I, I just I believe that with every depth of my soul. Maybe it's because I'm a comedian, and the fact that I'm a comedian is the most important part of my identity to myself. It is it is more important. <laughs> Than my gender or my sexuality or my height or anything, it, the, you know, that comedy in and of itself is my raison d'être, and and everywhere it, you know, in my regular interactions, and I because I recognize its power, and um, you know, uh, a, a couple of silly songs did more to bring down King George than did all the protestation of the bishops, is a is a famous historical quote, and it's true that people making fun of the fact that the that the uh, the emperor has no clothes, and people laughing at the March Greens and absolutely refusing to take them seriously, while taking the the lunatics seriously. Right. Right. That's fine, but you know, acting like they should listen to some degree by not rec- you know, by by stopping making fun of her or, or going, oh, this is very serious. Um, it makes those people go, ah, she must be on to something. They're scared of her. And we've heard this phrase. They must be, you know, they're upset and they're afraid of us, so they, I must be on to something. You know, this is the, mm-hmm. um, we have seen this multiple times on the on the clips I show on my regular daily live stream at infotainmentwars.com or at foink.com, F-W-A-N-Q.com, every day, 3 o'clock Pacific time, um, I you know I go on and I look at these folks and I look at the stuff that people talk about um, in the news months later, you know, and they go, "Where did this come from?" Well, I show where it comes from. It's it's on the the Victory Channel and that show Flashpoint that they have on these like pseudo Christian nutcases on there, and it comes from the the dredges of Glenn Beck's show. And Newsmax's, uh, you know, less popular series, and you know, and and little flights of fancy that Dan Bongino says after he saw, sees Diamond and Silk say something, after they get a, a letter from the Heritage Foundation that this is this week's talking points. We look at all this kind of stuff, and all of them lately have been saying they're uh, the. If you watch MSNBC or CNN or any left-leaning leaning thing, which is, includes Fox these days, according to them. That whatever you're, if you're afraid of something happening, it doesn't mean that you're afraid of danger. It means that they must be right. Yeah. That you're that by worrying about the Arizona audit, it means not that we're concerned that they're undermining the elections of the United States or undermining the the legitimate election of our president or any of the, which is a we're afraid of the truth. They're afraid of the truth. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, the, and the same thing with Marge Green. If, we're, if we stop laughing at her and start being afraid of her, then she must be on to something. Now, the analogy I would make is that if uh, I've been watching, um, uh, I don't know what you binged during COVID and, and then our, the, the current unpleasantness, the secondary <laughs> spike. Where you're like, you know what, we were going to go out to a couple of things, but we're going to tap the brakes on those things for a couple of days. Uh, yeah. See. Um, but I, a lot of true crime, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. Because I, I always, in my fantasy head, feel like, all right, well, what gaps do I have in my security that I can perhaps fix that they didn't have in 1978 when BTK yeah, was yeah. first, you know, finding his wings? 
And in, you know, the analogy that these folks make where, well, they're afraid of it, it must be true, to me is like saying, you know, um, that a home invader had a point that, that it was the, the family that was protecting their children were afraid of the truth of the home invader. They were, you know what I mean? Like they just didn't recognize, maybe that home invader really owned that house. That's, that's the equivalent, <laughs> right? That's the argument that they're making. So yeah, kind of. Yeah. With a gun, you defend your family and die trying, right? And to the right wing and to the GOP and to the current Republican Party, it, they side with the home invader and go, maybe they had a deed. Maybe it wasn't your house you were living in for 15 years. Maybe, they, maybe the, the, the Moroccan king sovereign citizens group that is taking people's houses, stealing houses and living in them going, we, we're the indigenous people of America. We're, we live here on the Moroccan, under the Moroccan flag. Maybe they had a point, right? What's more yeah. libertarian than being able to seize someone's house at gunpoint, right? Well, that's the equivalent of where these folks are. That's what Marjorie Taylor Greene, that's what Mike Lindell, that's what all, they are, they are the, they are the home invader in this point. And they are bursting into the door saying, look, I have a gun that's better than a deed. I have the former president and, a, and a, the entire machinations of the Republican Party, and I have all these people, and, and you're afraid of me, so this gun must be loaded. Um, yeah. Oh, I've got, uh, uh, you know, so to me, it is incredibly important going forward, and, and people can differ, and I'm sure you will hear uh, different ideas from other people, but if we like diversity of opinion, that's what my show is good for. And what I would like to say to everybody who listens to the show regularly is do not refuse, as, a, as a, an act of civil disobedience, refuse to take Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates seriously. Matt Gates will be yeah. eventually charged with uh, child sex trafficking, um, and that, that will be the end of his, uh, his career in Florida politics uh, until he runs for governor. And um, and Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene will peter out like any of the historical lunatics that have passed through the Republican Party um, and run on racist and bigoted tickets over the years that you don't even remember. Yeah, there there have been. All I remember is I'm not a witch. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. There's there are dozens of people like oh yeah remember her remember him that she will pass into that. Uh, that chunk of history as well as the ridiculous, cartoonish, you know, members of, of the House phase in and out. Unless we continue to take her seriously mm -hmm. in our utterances about her. Now, if she does something illegal, she should, you know, the, the FBI, the Capitol Police, the uh, Nancy Pelosi, all the, they should take that part of it seriously. But even then mockery and derision on top of it more so than almost any other thing because I refuse this is where I, I'm digging in I refuse to take this person seriously yes and like Sarah Palin at no yeah. point Sarah Palin was taken seriously at one point they were like uh, like right when if you recall we got to take a break in a second do you remember when Sarah Palin was first added to McCain's ticket do you remember when that happened like I didn't know who oh, she yeah. was and you were like, wait a minute, she's the most popular governor in the country? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course you're popular if you're the governor of the state that hands out government checks to everyone, that basically has UBI, you know, built into the structure of the state from the oil. It's easy to become the most popular version. And we were all like, oh, my God, did McCain outflank the Democrats by putting a woman yep. on his ticket? And then you're like, oh, they picked her because she's pretty and dumb because that's the only person, Republicans, that could hold their gaze. There were tons of qualified Republican women that could have run. But why did they pick her? Eye candy. And it was embarrassing. And it was shameful. And it was, in many ways, embarrassing to, to her, even if she doesn't care. No. But taking her seriously uh, did not uh, did, didn't benefit us at all. And ultimately, it was the mocking and derision that she earned so well 
that continues to this day that keeps her from being a, a formidable force in the Republican Party. And the same thing will be true of Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and and all of that crowd. We got to be. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. We're here every Saturday. Um, join us, won't you? Welcome back to the show. Uh, we do have callers. 773-763-9278 is our number. Uh, who do we have first, Lady B? Who's in there? Who do we have? Who's up first? Who wants some? Huh? Oh, excellent. Uh, and that's Zach, by the way, everybody. Hi, hi, Zach, from everybody in the chat room and all that. Uh, Steve from the Gold Coast, welcome. Yes, thank you for taking my call. I want to say something with regard to uh, the point that you made in terms of uh, confronting these people. And I absolutely agree. I, I've been alive long enough to remember this in three major manifestations. Uh, you know, for people who aren't uh, terribly old or don't remember, there was a time when you know you, you tuned into talk radio. It was it was your local talk radio station in your city. Then we started syndication, and it really took off in the eighties. Well, come nineteen ninety four, we find out that the Gingrich Revolution that was ushered in through talk radio. You know, people who said, "Oh, we'll just ignore those morons." You know, they're just a fringe part of some ideology in America. You know, who listens to them anyway? Turns out, millions of Americans listen to them, and they turned out and they voted. Mm-hmm. And and you got that. Then fast forward. Oh, well, who listens to Fox? And, you know, they're not doing very well. Well, it turns out that Fox, you know, uh, suffered huge losses for years, but they had immense backing. And they finally built the, the largest mm-hmm. audience in, in the cable news industry. And they had a real impact right. on uh, several elections, you know, not the least of which, which was 2000 and 2004. Um, you know, and then then we go fast forward again. We moved to social media. Ah, well, who cares what people like Alex Jones think? I mean, he's a nutcase. Now, as it turns out, again, millions of people believe these crazy nuts. And they have a, as much right to vote as, as someone teaching policy at a university, because that's the way our system works. You know, and, and, the, and the danger is that, again, that we ignore them, that we marginalize them, and simply say we don't care. Because when we surrender that ground, you know, then they occupy it. Nobody else does. No, no one's right. there to say... Well, you know what? The Earth isn't flat in reality. Two plus two is not five. And, and these are fairly simple concepts. Yeah. We relinquish that ground. They, they, they're, they're left to it on their own, and they can go ahead and forward whatever narrative they want. And, and that's where Americans are getting their information. You can look at a lot of good research out there. People are not getting their information from a diverse set of sources. They go to the places that reinforce their existing I- ideology. And and so you know right. anybody who dares to challenge that oh well you're just a crazy people so to them I would say Michael I would Dell, say Steve to that to yeah to that point it's why it's important to ridicule them because right. um, rather than ignoring them until they reach a you know a, they peg the meter and they're like oh my God they fomented a revolution you know one you could make an argument that one of the reasons why Trump was elected was because uh, John Stewart left The Daily Show when he did. Because as that, that shift happened during that election cycle, and it, he would have been one of the main places people went, but the audience didn't, didn't clamor for Trevor Noah uh, the way they did for John Stewart. He, he had been a, you know, a staple for a lot of folks. Colbert had, you know, left shortly there, you know, before to move on to his talk show. So while he was on later at night, he wasn't it was a different crowd entirely. And so the people who we relied on in a lot of ways to mock these people and take them down a peg to make them recognize, you know, people recognize how in serious they are as people um, were gone. And and it did have an impact. And and instead, what people did was "Ah, that's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. It's not nothing. It's something, but you have to remind everybody that what that something is is absurd, ridiculous, foolish, and stupid, and deserving of mockery. Right, absolutely. You've got to keep coming back and hammering at it because 
because the moment yes. that you say, all right, well, I, I've critiqued them, I've made fun of them, and I'll, I'll leave them alone for six months. That's a six-month period in which they will just go ahead and rehash the same old nonsense, Correct. and they will get a million, five million, ten million people on board, because it's just frightening when you look at the number of people who actually reject the science behind COVID vaccine, and then you look and compare that to things like the polio vaccine, smallpox vaccine. You know, there was a time in American history, and you know, this notion that, you know, the science is linear in terms of our way, the way in which we regard it and accept it. No, it turns out that we've gone backwards, that we have less faith in science, less mm-hmm. faith in our institutions, that things like, you know, and, and the, the right that always had an undercurrent of anti-intellectualism has now become a tsunami of anti-intellectualism. You know, universities are right. horrible places where you send kids to be indoctrinated by a bunch of Marxists. And, you know, you really shouldn't send your children to a university because it's not really doing anything to make them better American. I mean, could you imagine anything that's worse for a society than to argue that children need less education than more? But that's what that's right. essentially what the right has done. And, and we've got the challenge. Precisely. That, that is an entire threat. For, people don't know that uh, you know this, Steve. But a lot of people who you know, watch the show uh, regularly, you know, they may not be aware that this is a constant undercurrent on the right is the uh, beyond just anti-elites. It's beyond it's anti-intellectualism and it's anti-study. They, you know, they view the better the institution, the better the school, the more dangerous it is. It is a it is a talking point one could find straight out of a, a foreign country that is trying to lower the educational strength of the entire country, you know, mm-hmm. of, of America. Right, and, and, they'll, and they will try um, and, to qualify yeah, it. Is, and, and they'll try to qualify yeah. it. Well, you know what, I mean, you want to send your kids to school to, to study IT good or engineering, okay, but God forbid they study political science, philosophy, sociology, history. Now, th- those, no, we, who needs that after all? Literature. You know, I mean, yeah, we, what, right. Exactly, because, you know, we, we, I don't know, maybe the people who founded America, you know, the, the, the men, as flawed as they were, studied with all those things. Yeah, exactly, studied those things. That's right. So, yeah, you, you wouldn't have an America without that, because engineers did not found America. You know, with all due respect, and IT people, and as right. great as medicine is, that, that didn't found America either. It was the philosophy of the Enlightenment. But that requires that you study things like sociology, psychology, and history, and political science, and public policy. And these sorts of things. It also but, requires hey, that you, know. you study things that are the opposite of what is good, so you're aware of yeah. both the, you know, the talking points um, of, of the kind of, you know, rising authoritarian crowd that tries to rear its ugly head every couple of decades so you know how to deal with them when they show up you know what they're going to say you know how they're going to manipulate the populace you know how they're going to control things um and and you can you can respond to it it's uh, that's crucial you you know we're all and we're all guilty of of perhaps being ignorant of of some elements of what the other side is doing and that's exactly it goes it goes exactly to our point and you guys a few weeks ago you were talking about the charlottesville rally and you know the the crazy chance of you know jews will not replace us and i too i i I just as you did when i was listening to that chant i said that doesn't make any sense there aren't enough jewish people in, in the world to replace anybody but that's not what they meant they meant that Jewish people are in power and are trying to replace Gentiles with other people. But I didn't know that at the That's time. That's right. Because, you know, I wasn't really following yes. along with what the crazies think. It took a while. It took a while for well, me it's, to it's hard to, it's hard to grasp. It's a, it's a, it's a funky thought process. It's, it, it is very weird. It's, you know, it's, Absolutely. it's, it's not a- logical in that regard unless you're aware of what the goal is. Right. Absolutely. And I guess I mean, you, these guys are nuts. Absolutely nuts. And we need to, we can't ignore them. You, you actually uh, I watch Fox. I think that, it's a, uh, you know, I get frustrated watching it. Yeah. But I can't afford to ignore it, because if you let Tucker yeah. Carlson have that ground, you know, there there are people who are never going to turn away from it. He's got them. A lot of older, especially white yes. people, especially white males. But there are some people who are reasonable, who are moderates, who are moderately right, who you might just be able to get to. You might be able to save a few of those minds. And given how close our recent election was. Well, that's, I mean, that's yeah, ultimately what Hillary Clinton was, was saying about the basket of deplorables, you know, comment, which, you know, Fox News used to go, she means everybody. She means all of us. 
And what she was saying was there are people who you can reasonably disagree with on a political level who view themselves as conservative that you can talk to. And then there's the hardcore Trump supporters that you can put in sort of the basket of deplorables. Like these people are just gross. They are the kind of they are incels and the people who march saying Jews will not replace us. And that whole crowd is is who she was talking about. What they decided to do was go that whole crowd is all of us. That even though she's specifically talking about the the violent anti-gay, anti-woman, anti-black, anti-immigrant, anti-minority of any sort, I suppose, um, crowd, and she's singling them out, she's really, that's just what she's doing first to eventually get around to meaning you. Because that's what we would do, so that must be what she's doing. Yeah, and, and to be fair, so, uh, because um, I want to be fair, you yeah. know, we, we have our share of crazies on the left, and I could, I could spend an hour sure. critiquing them as well. You know, I mean, anybody who seriously yep. wanted to defund the police, as in you, you call 911, sorry, nobody's picking up, we sent all the police officers home. Yeah, we have uh, our share of crazies, but that policy is not it. It's not in danger of actually eliminating any policing in America. Nobody has taken it seriously. No, it isn't being implemented yeah. anyway. That, that's the difference. Right there, yeah. That while and and when it filters through the Democratic Party, what it ultimately ends up being is it starts out as some people clamoring for defund the police, and by the time it reaches the ground, the functional level, it ends up being um, demilitarize the police, or you know maybe it was a right, mistake right. to give them attack helicopters oh, 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 that right, learn nothing oh, right. from Blue Thunder. Whereas exactly. on the right, it's literally like suggest the lunacy and jump right in. Because they are, you know, the biggest fundraiser on the right right now is Marjorie Taylor Greene. And Matt and Matt Gates is the second highest. So um, and and both of them are in jockeying position as far as the kind of money they're bringing down with Donald Trump on a national level. Um, And it is it, it, it is it is driving the party in function right now. It is they are acting as if, you know. And the only reason that they can raise that kind of money is that same circular logic. Well, the only reason we're being attacked is because it's part of this deep state, state conspiracy. So therefore, you know, that obviously right. they're going to go after us. Uh, you know, forget the fact that Matt Gates could actually be someone who's uh, had inappropriate contact with teenagers. Oh, I think, uh, you know, God, God knows yes. that can't be real. But, you know, so any... Uh, no, it can't be. Uh, uh, Donald, you know, so Donald Trump was right when he said, you know, yeah, you can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, you know, and get away with yeah. it. You can, because you can just blame it on a giant deep state conspiracy to frame you. And you can get away with anything. Well, and, and ultimately, thankfully, he was, in the abstract, uh, anyways, wrong, as he has been many other times in his life. And had... Someone even slightly capable, or in, or mildly intellectually curious, um, the January six could have been successful. But all the folks who were like, if you know, uh, Donald Trump was this close to bringing down our democracy, he was this close. No, he wasn't. You know why? Because Donald Trump is a screw up, and he will always be a screw up. And he has been given so many things in his life by you know birth wealth or locale, being in New York, being born a second generation rich kid, being, you know, basically delivered into the media by Mark Burnett, um, where he could carry this illusion of actually being a functional businessman, which, by the way, that show was failing, which is why he decided to run for president, which is why he had extras appear at his, um, his campaign launch. And even though he won the presidency, Using the electoral college and lost the popular vote, and then lost it again. The top. I mean, he screwed up four years. He was president, and he still screwed it up. He still was incapable. He had every tool. He was the leader of the free world. Had access to the the levers of power on on a scale that other humans in history would have, you know, lived and died seeking. And mm-hmm. still, right. yeah. Managed Absolutely. to screw it up, and he always but, will. But He's people, already spent the money that they earned this year. Sorry, go ahead. Right? Yeah, it's it's, it's a giant gra- graph. Yeah, exactly. It's about you know, send me yes. money so that I can fight to regain the presidency. Notice how they keep moving the, that that bar. By the way, uh, he was supposed to take power again back. Oh yeah, in August. it's already August. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. 
But keep sending us money. We'll keep. Oh yeah, that's by the way. Uh, Mid September, I'm sure we'll hear another update on when in October he will announce that uh, sometime in November that uh, mm-hmm. for, as a Christmas present to MAGA and Q, he will seize the presidency some on some date in the future laid out in December um, that will eventually in January be penciled in on the calendar so they can ink it in in June and then he can, you know, yeah. and then give up right meanwhile, before the midterms. We've got to take a break. We'll be, yeah. Meanwhile, not a dime money, of this yeah. money has gone to, to help defend any of those people that, that charged the Capitol on January 6th. That's how much he thinks about his, his supporters. Yeah. Oh, not, not only is it not going to defend those people who, uh, you know, attacked the Capitol on January 6th, and it won't, and I'm, I'm glad, but it's also yeah. not going to go to support any members of uh, the Republican members of Congress who are running next year at all, which is why we always say on this show, if you're a maggot or a Trumpster and you truly support uh, his cause, do not send any money to the RNC. Send all of your money. Go to DonaldJTrump.com and, and sign up. As a monthly subscriber, not that you have a choice, give him all yeah. your money. Just do it. If you do, you even MAGA bro, give him your money because that that if anything will keep it out of the election coffers of the Republican Party or candidates that are running, it's that. We are six months him. away from Donald Trump charging candidates for endorsements. Count on it. You heard it here. We'll be back right after this. Thanks, Steve. Hell's Barks. You want to get sued? Tell a friend. So yeah, Hell's Barks is back, y'all. That's, right. That's Johnny's doing that with his with his hands. Yeah, Johnny's doing that sound with his hands. By the way, go, go ahead. It, it's impressive. I don't even know why you picked up the guitar. Quite frankly, it's so musical. Thank you. Um, and I know what you're thinking if you're at home listening on the radio uh, or in your car. Um, Sure, he's doing that with his hands. So, um, you're welcome. I would like to say, uh, thanks. Uh, before we get our, our our final caller for the day, um, also, and thanks for the extended, you know, because of part of the extended happy ending. Thanks to everybody who comes to infotainmentwars.com, our uh, YouTube channel, and subscribes. We are within swinging distance of twenty thousand subscribers. This time last That's year, crazy. we couldn't hit five, and uh, and we have we have bought no views. And we have bought no followers, unlike all of our, our rivals on the net. And I'm, I do mean all of them. We have not purchased any fake views. And I or personally fake encourage people to not subscribe. So that could be you our. You drive them away in droves. <laughs> it's incredible. There, I, we have been ice skating uphill trying to get subscribers this whole time. And it just gets yep. worse. But uh, infotainmentwars.com will take you to the YouTube page, and you can subscribe there. Um, help us hit that magic 20K or 25K number, which is really, again, another. Because as we reach these little things, because of how the algorithm works on YouTube, once you hit these certain algorithm points, it automatically jumps you up in your visibility. You know, these are the little hurdles they put up. Mm-hmm. The same thing is true. Of Twitch, we're on Twitch.tv slash Hal Sparks. You can go there by uh, going to flank.com, F W A N Q, of course, dot com, F W A N Q. Flank will take you there, and uh, you can subscribe there using your Amazon Prime account. Uh, the more subscribers we have there, we have uh, just under uh, like 700. We have subscribers on there. If we had a thousand, that gives us an incredible boost. So please uh, subscribe if you're if you're an Amazon Prime member. It won't cost you anything. And it helps the show, boosts us up, and gives us that help, and we greatly appreciate it. All right, there you go. There's my sales pitch. Also, Super Chats and Bits and Stars on Facebook will also help us if you want to support the show. That's a great way to do it. And, uh, yeah, that's, I, think that's, I think I covered all the bases. I think, I think so. That's it. All right. Uh, let's, let's take our uh, last call. I think it was Paul in Seattle was uh, waiting on the line if he's still with us. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, Patreon. Hey, uh, I forgot to mention Patreon. But that's, yeah, hey, Paul. Yeah, uh, Johnny needs to get some heavy distortion and about twenty millisecond delay on that uh, hand fart sound. It really, I think he could use that. That's true. In the studio, yeah, absolutely. Right. Straight up, Jimi the, Hendrix at Altamont or wherever. Yeah, the yeah. The, the request has been noted. Uh, <laughs> no, you know how I'm thinking. The uh, the Republicans in their in their voter obstruction, national voter obstruction uh, movement. 
It, my analogy is right. uh, this week is kind of, uh, you know what, like adverse property, uh, adverse possession is with property where, um, you know, you buy a piece of property and, you know, the white trash neighbors on either side have, have probably already have, like, encroached on it, you know, like, they, they're, they're Boy, do playing I. on it for, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so then, you know, they mm-hmm. they kind of mow it, and then they, and then they put their kids' jungle gym on it, and then and then your kid goes over there and plays on it. Take it off our property, you know, and and then he says, this, right. this is our property." They said, "No, no, it ain't, no, it ain't." And and then they take you to court, and and then they say, "Well, how, how yes. long has this been going on?" You know, and the judge and he say, "Well, we've been playing. We our kids have been playing there for fifteen years. There, we put our jungle gym there in nineteen seventy nine. He never said nothing. Then it's a default property line adjustment. They just put, they just got your property, right? That's I mean, right. This happened to me. I bought a piece. We bought a piece of an acre, an acre out in Woodenville here, and uh, and the neighbors on every side had been encroaching on it, mostly because of the topography and it was overgrown. And when I started clearing it off, right. because my wife is a you know a, a botanical gardener, everybody's screaming at me, "Hey, that's our property!" You know and. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, we must right. have an acre around here somewhere, babe. I mean, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's got to be here. It's but. up. It's a, yeah, it's a, you, your acre goes up. It's a, it's it includes part of the sky. But unless they, unless your neighbor starts flying a kite, in which case, they, if the, if the kite stays up long enough, they own part of the sky over your property as well. Um, well, and they, yeah, and you, if it keeps it, up long enough and you don't push back, then this is exactly what's happening is that you know when you when you try to be nice about stuff and you try to be reasonable, what you end up with is your state legislature, you know, just takes away your rights to vote. I mean, it's just one of those things that they, yes. it's a little bit little by creep, creep by creep, you know, little by little, and that's kind of what they've done in these states to the where the point where uh, it's it's going to be very difficult. I think, uh, for instance, in Georgia. I, I think one of those Senate seats, I think Warnock's seat actually is up for re-election in 22. And mm-hmm. it's going to be tough to for people to, 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 and the way they write these things, I can see the court bill. For instance, the the law that says you can't give somebody a bottle of water, I can see the court saying, right. well, that would apply to white, that would apply to white people too. But the, the law doesn't right. say how it will be implemented. In other words, it doesn't say that, but in Atlanta, we're going to take out all of the vote, the polling places, right? We're not going to do that in the white right. suburbs. That's not in the law. The court doesn't see that in the law, so they don't see, you see what I mean? Exactly. Well, yeah, that's that's precisely what they're doing. So, like, you make the the lines intolerable and it impossible. And, and by the way, there will be a lot of, uh, you know, water passing out at lines all over the place in in uh, in Florida and the like, and they can't un- they can't invalidate someone's vote because someone gave them a bottle of water, right? Your vote still counts. So even if and they can't. That's a war crime. And possession is nine tenths of the law. They can't take the water away from you once somebody's given it to you. So the law falls apart and it won't stand up to anything. So, uh, like, it's an absurdity. But you're absolutely right. We have there's a lot of these areas where we've slowly but surely ceded, uh, um, some uh, you know, a lot of this control in a lot of areas. It applies to you know the right wing controls of the airwaves. Quite frankly, the 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 right wing owned Patreon, you know, which I forgot to bring up in the last little bit. But that's that is you know that's how they grew. They, you know, they learned the super chat game on on YouTube before anybody else did, and it powered this revolution in online right wing propaganda networks. Yeah. And by the time we caught up, and everybody was like, "Well, that's that's kind of what they do. We don't want to do that, even though it has nothing to do with anything. It's, there's no side to it. We just cede that territory. Well, we'll just, you know, let, that's their area, and we won't even fight on that field." That happens in a lot of areas. I mean, it's it's how the fairness doctrine, which you're, you know, the removal of the fairness doctrine was fair towards everybody. I mean, it's the same kind of application. You know, uh, we, we didn't really yeah, think okay. about right wing talk radio being, uh, oh, only wackies listen to that. And it turns out, yeah, a lot of wackies. And then it was, uh, you know, Steve was saying that earlier, uh, and kind of, kind of not taking it seriously. And it's the only thing on. Responded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what we need to yeah, do. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what. And, 
I think I think one of the ways that Democrats all over the country should, uh, you know, beyond H.R. 1 and, and, and S.R. 1 um, or S. 1 um, is put a bill forward that that, you know, in state legislatures all over that protect the right to vote that, you know, a um, a, a per capita rule on voting machines, functioning voting machines and that anybody in, in state government who knowingly and willingly puts a, uh, a, a non-working voting machine, one that's going to break down or is not functional, in a particular district, any district, by the way, uh, that person can go to jail. If they're, and if they're specifically doing it as a strategy to try and diminish the vote in an area, that's punishable by a fine and jail time. Those kind of things like the Democrats. One of the ways they could do it is you don't necessarily you don't you know, beyond not acquiescing to these rules and but and also by fighting them in court as Republicans try to put them forward because they are an uneven applications of law is to start writing laws that that codify the right to vote. That start regularly, even, you know, in the case that they fail um, because Republicans filibuster them, make Republicans in the Senate, for example, filibuster a constitutional amendment that codifies the right of every American citizen to vote, that it is, a, it is seen legally on all fronts as a right. Um, there, there have been areas where, you know, in the, I think in the 14th Amendment, where they refer to it as a right, but don't actually assert it as a right, that the right to vote based on, you know, uh, your uh, gender, your sex, or your race, um, or your national origin, you won't be denied the right to vote on that. But you're not guaranteed the right to vote either. You're just not going to be denied it based on those things. We're going to do it based on, well, if all the minorities are in a poor area, we'll just deny the voting machines to the poor area and you cast the net where you want to catch the kind of fish where they're going to hang out, right? And so that's actually one of the ways that you could fight back on this stuff is that anybody who denies any American citizen their right to vote and that they have an absolute right to vote and that interference in their absolute right to vote uh, is a crime would uh, would shift how a lot of the, you know these behaviors over time over about 10 years because people would start going to jail for purging people they knowingly knowingly from the voter rolls that they know are legit voters and they're just using schemes to do it, you could, you know, that's a, that's a violation of their rights, and therefore they would lose in court both criminally and civilly. There has to be active push on that. Uh, thank you, Carl. It was the 15th Amendment. Bless you uh, for bringing that up. It's, so the idea is that there's references about you can't deny it based on that, but you also can't support it. It's just right. there. The right to vote is this kind of like, well, it's there if you want to. We're really a republic. And the voting is sort of a the choice of whether or not to vote, you know, is 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 questionable to begin with. So that that I think would have some value. Thank you for the call, Paul. I appreciate it. Thanks to everybody who tuned in today. Thank you uh, for the super chats. Thank you for the Patreon support. Thank you guys for those that signed up on uh, on on Twitch as well uh, for being a subscriber there. Bless you for that. Everybody on Facebook. Thanks for gathering with us, especially the. The trolls, because you spread our, the influence of the show further than anybody else. Uh, I mean, really, where would we be without you? We'd be preaching to the choir, and we wouldn't have anybody hate-watching us. And that would be sad. Mm -hmm. See you next week. Thank you, Johnny Million. You're awesome. Uh, thanks again, and happy birthday again to Can't Stop Lying. We'll see you guys. Uh, I'll see you guys on my live stream on Monday, 3 p.m. Pacific time at infotainmentwars.com or flank.com. I will be live-streaming the entire first day of the uh, Mike Pillow symposium. See you later.